Hey guys, welcome to our Christian Viewing Experience. My name is Elias Chavez. I'm Noah Wilder. Uh, thanks for uh, hitting your cue. Um, <laughs> hey man, you did the hand motion, so I knew what to do. There Thank we go. You. There we go. Um, this perfect, is why I always. usually do the intro. So that I don't have to hit a cue. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Um, <laughs> I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice. Um, it has been a minute. But yes, um, yeah, welcome to our Christian viewing experience, everybody. Um, we are back better than ever. Uh, <laughs> um, and just so you know what we are all about, in case you are a new listener um, or you just want a, a little bit of a travel guide here, um, what we try to do, um, what, what we try to every week do is um, come together and just um, find some Christian or godly messages um, in some kind of secular media, something that points us back to the gospel um, so that you, way you can talk about it with your, um, maybe your Christian friends or maybe your non-Christian friends have a direct segue into a more Christ-centric um, conversation with someone who might otherwise not be open to it. Um, but either way, that is what we are all about here is just opening up those doors and those possibilities. But, uh, before we jump into that, um, Noah, do you have an icebreaker for us? Okay. You ready? The way, no, no, I was no longer ready. <laughs> okay. What, uh, Disney hero okay. would you choose to go up against every Disney villain and win? Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey. <laughs> okay. Because uh, if you go to Disneyland, yeah. you, you watch Fantasia. Yeah. And you're like, or Phantasmic or whatever. It's, Fantasia. And, Fantasia. No, it's Fantasmic at the park. It's a show. Oh! It's, a, it's like a night show thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and my bad. It, it is Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey. Yeah. Just taking down everyone. It's <laughs> so. I didn't realize we've it was, already I didn't seen it, this. It had a different name. My bad. Yeah, it's okay. But anyway, so like Fantasia is the movie that's from. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so like you've already seen this scenario. Yeah. You know who wins. I like that's now the, okay, the now deck is up, stacked. Back up and remove <laughs> Mickey's plot armor. Okay. And now who wins? Would you still bet on Mickey? I don't know if I would bet on Mickey, but I'd say Mickey has a strong showing. Um, yeah. Obviously, Hercules, I feel... Yeah, I felt like the only appropriate answer was Hercules because no one else can defeat Hades, but Hercules has already done it. Yeah. So, like, I can't come up with another hero that could... Stitch? That could take on Hades. Hades? <laughs> you think... Stitch could take on the god of the underworld, <laughs> a literal god. <laughs> I see. That's my thing. Small G. Small G. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's really funny. No, I um Lilo, <laughs> <laughs> Nani. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess Nani would do better than Lilo. Probably. Well, if Lilo gives uh. Pudge tuna or oh. peanut butter is was the deciding factor. In this. That's yeah, yeah. Then yeah. then Pudge has or then Lilo has the Lord of the Sea on her side. But no, um, I don't know. Going into a battle like just what they bring with them. Yeah, I like because Stitch you, is very strong and very durable. Yeah, and that's what I'm. Is he fire resistant in any way? I want to say yeah. He does explode with that oil tanker. He, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm thinking because he takes he will tank like a plasma blast or something. You yeah, know, but like it's not like magic fire that is meant to destroy all. I guess that I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I don't know how that Stitch Hades does against magic threats. Whereas, yeah. and I feel like Stitch could pro yeah, like Ursula could probably take down Stitch. Is all I'm saying. Ursula's a beast. <laughs> so like, not even you don't even need to get to the gauntlet of well, Hades. I mean, like, what are <laughs> Ursula took him down? Maleficent, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I don't think Stitch stands a chance, uh, <clears throat> like at all. Yeah, I I think like if, there there's literally like no chance in Hades that he could defeat Hades. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, let's see who could Stitch defend defeat. Defend. He can. Who can he defend? Is another funny. Who could he defeat? Uh, Scar, hundred percent. Yeah. He would, oh my god, that would be a bloodbath. Clayton from uh, Tarzan. Yeah, he's done. Clayton's over. 
Uh, everyone in Treasure Planet is gone. Yeah. The <laughs> oh, actually, backing up real quick, Stitch would love the universe of Treasure Planet. Yeah, he's probably from that universe. He's yeah, like, like the, he the doctor who made him didn't make him. He just teleported him from another universe. Yeah, Jumbo Jukiba. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know why you know his last name. <laughs> I really like Lilo and Stitch. Okay, so I, I think the answer is Hercules. Okay, uh, but I'm gonna go for um, Buzz Lightyear instead. Oh, <laughs> you think you know, he Buzz has a laser? You think Not he... toy Buzz Lightyear? No, no, no. I got you. I understand. He has a laser, all right, uh-huh. and it can just blow things up. You know, <laughs> you think he can beat Hades from a distance? <laughs> I hate you don't even get to know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So back up. You think... <laughs> wait, but Stitch can't? Stitch can't. He has no lasers. So he's not allowed to bring the his guns? Re- the only reason I'm saying Buzz Lightyear is because Buzz can do it from a distance so that the other person doesn't get a chance to fight. If they are in a fight and they are both aware of it, Buzz is not winning. But so, so you're giving Buzz his suit. Yes, because, like, he's never without it. But Stitch can't have his guns? Okay, if Stitch had clothes, he'd wear them, but he couldn't bring guns. Are you saying... I disagree. (laughs) Well, listen. Okay. Because the only thing that distinguishes Mickey Mouse from Fantasia Mickey Mouse is his clothes. So you must include clothes. And Buzz Lightyear's suit is just his clothes. So what do I have to say to where we can include Stitch's guns then? Give me a single argument and I might agree. <laughs> They're his tools. He has them like once in the whole movie. <laughs> they are not part of his character. Buzz Lightyear without his suit on? That's a different guy. That's a, And I will agree. That, in fact, is Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... <laughs> I okay wow um okay I so for the listeners hard disagree with Noah there um I don't I don't about the stitch thing no no no, I'm saying Buzz Lightyear I don't from a distance they don't even know they're fighting yet yeah laser straight like it take out it took out all those robots yeah laser into a crystal divided into like 12 beams and it still took them all out yeah so it's a very powerful laser yeah I don't know why he doesn't use it more yeah, <laughs> battery power? I don't know. Oh, um, it's like a video game. I'm waiting for it to recharge yeah, yeah, yeah. over the course of three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to run around and fight Zerg, and then when it's recharged, I win. Yeah. No, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. No, he... I don't... I just... Your argument for why Stitch can't beat Hades is Hades is a lowercase g god. Yeah, well... <laughs> Listen, uh-huh. it's not that if Stitch got to him, he couldn't do it. Stitch couldn't get to him. Okay. Okay. And then what Hades would do would definitely defeat Stitch. Stitch is so smart. He's not that smart. <laughs> He's thinks faster than a supercomputer. <laughs> thinking fast doesn't mean thinking smart. I, okay, I will accept that. You know how many I, times I, I've thought fast in my life? You know how many times of those were also smart? Almost none. Almost none. <laughs> think fast, and then I run into a wall. All right? And then I run into a wall. I was thinking fast. It was so quick. <laughs> Faster than a supercomputer. <laughs> no. Speeding bullet. Yeah, I... Okay, I'm trying to think of, like, literally any other... Because uh, I forget her name, but the girl from Turning Red, she couldn't do it. The mom from Turning Red? The mom from Turning Red could do it. Wait, okay, wait, wait. <laughs> I meant the little girl. Well, she's more the antagonist. If there's a villain in that movie, it's her. Yeah. So, like, we have to include... We have to include Stitch her? Stitch has to fight that giant stadium-sized Stitch, red panda. I feel like Stitch could pick her up. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to lie. I feel like Stitch punts her. Because he picked... I can't remember his name, but the whale guy... Yeah. Like, Stitch picks him up and throws him around. He picks up a punch buggy. He picks up a punch buggy. <laughs> to be fair, light car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if he... If but he, get, he throws it, it really easy. Yeah, and if and if she's too heavy, it's easy. He just grow more arms. 
<laughs> no, he, he, only has, he only has the four, yeah. yeah he cannot grow arms a lot. <laughs> he just keeps uh, going. <laughs> more arms. <laughs> more muscle. No, um, but I'm trying to think, are there any other Disney heroes that I'm just forgetting? Like uh, Chicken Kevin? Little. Chicken Take Little. Them all down. Chicken Little. <laughs> I really love that image. <laughs> um, uh, the, only if the ugly duckling gives him a kiss first. Yeah, Maui maybe he is a demi. Oh, and I mean, he, he can transform into the turning red red panda and take that down real easy. That's really. He has the funny. fight experience. That's really the battle funny. IQ. The battle IQ. Yeah. Okay. I well, if we're doing Maui, how would he get close to Hades? If that's really like, if Hades is our final boss, Ursula Maui is our mid boss. Die. He has to be like eradicated. Hades has fire. I could like I could believe Hades. I'm just, not saying it's a guarantee. I'm saying he, he has could, a he, he could. could. Okay, it. okay, okay. Okay. And you just can't accept. No, Stitch could not do it. Stitch, remember the one time? Why do you want Stitch to kill everyone so? <laughs> <laughs> but there was like the one time again. The whale guy. He like grabbed his ship, and then the whale. He like made the jets like focus in on okay. him. <laughs> and wait like, a second. Wait a second. Okay. Listen. Okay. What? Mm-hmm. What do we do about the villain that is the circumstances of Finding Nemo? How do we defeat that? Could Stitch bring those two fish together? No, he would eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Stitch at the beginning of the movie would obviously eat them. Stitch at the end of the movie would know what that fish was saying and would help. No, I and then eat and one then of them. eat one. You would only eat one of them. <laughs> really? Glad you found your dad. <laughs> <laughs> they need to find Dory because Stitch ate Dory, and they don't know, and they're just hunting furiously for a Dory yeah. that doesn't exist. Buzz Lightyear, he would remedy that situation so fast. He would. He yeah. would. He would know implicitly. <laughs> what those fish needed yeah. and would in fact have the tools to help them uh-huh. um the villain of maui this... wouldn't care <laughs> yeah i don't know Just does that honest. count like he has an incredible chance he could even communicate with them yep and he just wouldn't <laughs> like wow that's really funny he only wants to f- defeat bad guys he doesn't want to fix situations yeah that's the whole story arc of him yeah <laughs> i get that that's why i play that's why i play video games a lot of the times I'm just like, uh, time to do crazy boss fights. <laughs> the city's on fire. That's cool. Let's fight the rhino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is the rhino doing anything? I don't know. We're fighting him, though. <laughs> We're fighting. He's just like at the mall. <laughs> You're going down, rhino. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alternatively. Okay. Real quick. What Disney villain could defeat every hero? Apparently Hades. No, no. I <laughs> no. Um, well, Ursula, I could definitely. Well, the thing is, okay. Now you have to disregard every because they all lose at the end. You know. Yeah. So you just have to assume. No, they would have won that. Sure. So you have to like up them a little bit. Okay. For this to even make sense. So what Disney villain could could do it? You think Ursula could do it? Sign them all. Contracts. Get your contract. (laughs) Get your contract. She like I feel like every Disney hero has like something that they want, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing about Stitch. He has his family. He has his Ohana. (laughs) No, I I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Um who was I just thinking? Because I actually had a pretty solid answer, I feel. Um Yeah. Hades, Ursula. I think um, it has to be a twist villain. (laughs) A twist villain. Yeah, I think the 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 military guy. Who is the twist villain in Atlantis? Oh yeah, he could get all the heroes on side on his side, and then just bury them. <laughs> just bury under them. the ocean. Yeah, and he's done. He did it. There you go. Like, um, they they can't be obviously evil. I feel like maybe Maleficent could do okay, it. What is your argument? My what? argument, genuinely, uh, other than just big dragon, just gets a big needle and throws it at everyone. <laughs> you're I, all going to sleep. You're all going to sleep. Yeah. No, I feel I feel like Maleficent has just magic. What about? Okay, yeah, she can just before the heroes even know what to who the villain is. Right, they're on fire. 
and yeah yeah because like and I, asleep she can and- she every status condition imaginable <laughs> um but no i because i think maleficent has uh the dual advantage here of having a very wide berth of magic and so she has like assuming she lasts long enough to like figure out somebody's weakness she could exploit it yeah that's that's thing number one thing number two is she has uh the option of disguise. Yeah. And so heroes might not realize, because you saying, um, like, it would have to be a twist villain. Mm-hmm. And so I think that she could use that to her advantage in a way. And just like, she's she's definitely Wait, the she's villain. She's never disguised. That's the evil queen. That's the Snow evil White. queen. All right. I got a joke answer real quick. Okay. Uh, Monstro from Pinocchio, <laughs> the giant whale. <laughs> Monstro could definitely just, take out a couple of them. Yeah. There's a couple. But... All the Disney princesses are done. <laughs> Sorry. I do love that image, though. <laughs> of just like eating all the Disney Cinderella is just like, stop! The only one who could stop him is maybe Elsa. Elsa is a hero that I forgot about. Yeah, yeah. no, Elsa, Elsa's, a, Elsa's a beast in her own right. Yeah. I don't think she could defeat them all. All right, but okay, last thing, though. Since you brought in uh, Fantasia. Okay. Chernabog. Is the literal devil. Yes. He does go Who when, could, the, when the sun goes up, but he doesn't need that much time. He, <laughs> he yeah. just like, and now you're all in hell. And he's you know, yeah. And he's also jacked. <laughs> he's also jacked. He could falcon punch them all to like, death. Like the devil versus other false gods, yeah. which would be the most powerful things in the hero side i think the devil still wins only the true god can defeat him and if you disagree uh you read your bible because <laughs> he's like the he's the king of the false gods really yeah if the false gods are actually like some real kind of thing yeah that are actually demons or something then he would be in charge of them he'd be like hey guys no <laughs> <laughs> hey jv Get off the field. (laughs) (laughs) All right, freshman. You've had your fun. (laughs) All right, freshman. (laughs) Pops knuckles. Proceeds to mop the floor with Hercules' perfectly groomed hair. (laughs) Last joke answer, Pete from the Mickey cartoons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Takes them all down. (laughs) It's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. All right. Um, My joke answer would probably be... uh, the the captain from Wally. <laughs> He's not a villain. Uh, what's it? What, what's his name? The the autopilot. Uh, the autopilot. Otto. His name's yeah. Otto. Yeah, I would say Otto yeah, from he Wally. He has a whole ship. <laughs> he has a whole. He ship. is the ship. Just crash into everyone. Hercules would still live. Hercules would live. Yeah. I'm not saying could fly away. Yeah, I'm not saying Wally say- would die. Wally <laughs> would die. No. Um, Eve though could probably take down quite a few villains. <laughs> You, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the way how fast she like shoots at anything that moves. <laughs> She'd be like a fight to the death. Ursula is like doing a spell. Gone. Yeah. Like, no. No, no. No shot at all. Yeah. Eve could definitely wreck a couple of people. Yeah. We're gonna move on though. Uh, if the you old wanna... guy from Up doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> but kevin i feel like could take down ursula what contract would kevin sign kevin is a mother uh i think he (laughs) kevin's girl (laughs) kevin's a mother i think ursula can manipulate him her Uh, (laughs) anyway yeah uh if you want to tell us what disney hero or villain could defeat the other side yeah. all stacked up against them. Yeah. Let us know. If you want to tell us uh, how Stitch could actually do it and help Elias out with his argument, let us know. Uh, if you have any other thing you want to tell us about for the icebreaker, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm very interested, actually, in this one. <laughs> um, yeah. Someone's going to pull out, like, Home on the Range villain is also is actually... <laughs> 
Uh, the hunter from Bambi is going to take them all down. The hunter, yes. <laughs> the marksmanship on them. He just kills everyone's mom. <laughs> then what are you going to do? Then they're all villains. So he he, he auto wins. Yeah, he won the true fight. Oh my anyway. gosh. No, uh, the <laughs> uh, creepiest villain goes to the coyotes from Barnyard. <laughs> That's not, not Disney. It's not Disney, I know, but... <laughs> um anyways all right we'll we'll end it there you know how to contact us you go to ocvepod.com or ocvepod at gmail.com you can email us or on facebook or twitter you can find us at at ocvepod thanks for being here we're going to get into the feature presentation now Uh, yeah, so I'll get started. I'm talking about Into the Spider-Verse today, which I have talked about before, but we're going in a completely different direction. We're talking about grief, Christian grief. Uh, so the movie, I'll break it down for a second here. Uh, <laughs> the villain of the movie, Kingpin. Also, if Kingpin was an option, he'd defeat from this movie. Yeah, yeah, Just massive. <laughs> Just- he, he could beat Hercules. Like... <laughs> He killed Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Kingpin in this movie is building a multiverse extractor thing so that he can get a parallel version of his wife and son from another universe into his universe. Uh, He had drove his family away when they found out uh, he is a crime lord not just a businessman. Uh, (laughs) When they are leaving, they get hit by a car and die. So he feels guilty uh, about that and wants to get his family back. So this is the plan to pay scientists to make a multiversal extractor thing and use their DNA to pull them from another universe and just act like nothing happened, I guess. Uh, His grief, uh, the point is that his grief urges his on to control to continue his actions so the problem before that caused his <coughs> family to die was his taking control of the city trying to take control of them because he chases after them trying to take control of every situation he's not comfortable with anything not being under his charge and so when they die his reaction is to continue in the same course and just try and seize more control. I'm going to take... I refuse to accept that I'm dying. I'm going to do whatever it takes to reverse this situation. Because I'm in charge and I want him back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, understandable. I'm yeah. following. Miles Morales, who is the hero of this movie, uh, also has two people die because of him. Uh, these two people are a lot less directly his fault... But he still blames himself for their deaths. So the first is Peter Parker of his universe dies because he was distracted by Miles. He could have done something differently. Miles didn't interfere in any way, so he blames himself for that. Um, And then the second person to die in the movie that is uh, something that Miles blames himself for is his uncle Aaron. He also dies because he is distracted by Miles, uh, who takes off his mask and shows his heir, his uncle uh, who he is because his uncle was going to kill him. So, yeah, not, not the best situation. But, uh, but here we are. Which distracts him, makes him pause, and then his uncle gets shot by the Kingpin because he is not killing Spider-Man like he should. Uh, <laughs> so Miles is this kind of person where he takes responsibility for those actions instead of doing the same thing he tries to change because he doesn't want something like that to happen again and i guess that's the whole point of spider-man whenever your uncle dies you change the way you do things so nothing like that happens again Uh, (laughs) yeah cool dude yeah nice guy um point being that he and kingpin are in the same boat or at least they feel like they are in the same boat or they feel the same way about what has happened to the people around them that have died. Uh, But Miles doesn't try to seize more control. He doesn't continue in the wrong course of action that led to this. Instead, he changes how he acts. So when someone close to you dies, um, everything in you is grieving. Everything in you is telling you that something is wrong. 
that things shouldn't be this way. And, you know, if you talk to someone who just lost a relative, they'll say, like, felt like my heart got ripped out. I felt like I was going to die because your brain is literally processing it as if you are being attacked, you're in pain, as if something is actually wrong with the way you are and you might die soon, even though nothing is actually happening to you physically. It's the same process as physical pain in your mind to experience this grief. And like, that's a little crazy on a worldview that uh, expects you to feel bad. Yes, but why would your body and your mind make you feel like that if it's just there's no spiritual meaning to it? It, do, it seems like overkill to uh, <laughs> if evolution was in charge of that to make you feel that way. Um, and as Christians, we know that the way you feel is actually correct. Something is wrong. Things shouldn't be this way. You shouldn't be experiencing anyone dying. So you're right about that. Uh, you're right to think that this isn't the way things are meant to be. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, we rebelled, and this caused us to be cut off from God, who is the source of life. And from the tree of life, um, whether that's metaphorical or very literal, who cares? Point is, <laughs> point is, in the garden, we weren't supposed to experience death. That is not what God initially made us for. And so when we experience death of a loved one or are experiencing dying ourselves, we correctly identify that as wrong. Uh, Romans 512 puts it like this sin entered the world through one man and death through sin and in this way death came to all people because all have sinned we aren't supposed to experience this because we're not supposed to sin Uh, but because of the sin in the garden um, i like the way paul puts it here he doesn't say and now you all die he says sin sin entered the world through one man and death through sin meaning you aren't being punished for original sin but sin is in the world now and that causes death (laughs) uh if you were to be sinless you would still be in a world full of it and you couldn't avoid death uh in that way death came to all people that's what he says because all have sinned um But that doesn't mean God made the world or us incorrectly. We are we are the ones responsible for the state of the world. It is on us because of our sin that we experience these things, um, namely death, especially death of a loved one. And we shouldn't have to experience that grief, but we, through our actions, choose that inadvertently. Of course, we don't choose that on purpose, but we do choose that Um So when we experience grief the proper way, we should respond and see the sin that is in the world and in us and our place in that and decide to change our actions based on that grief you're experiencing. You should be saying something is wrong with the world. This shouldn't be that way. And then look at yourself and say, I'm part of that problem. I need to change I need God to change me. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to be better because something is deeply wrong with the way the world is. Um, Our reaction should not be what the kingpin's reaction is to continue on to the path of I've done nothing wrong. Something has been done wrong to me. Not just the world is in the wrong state, but something has been like attacking me, I guess, is how you might say it. Or God unjustly took something from me that I should have. No, God did not unjustly do that. He may have done it in some senses, but he didn't do it unjustly. It's a result of your actions, the person you loved actions, and all of our actions that that person died. And you should be able to recognize that, unlike what he has done in this movie where he, I'm just going to continue on this path, I didn't do anything wrong, so I'm just going to dig deeper and blame everyone else for my problems. Um, Which, like, pop off, King. Yeah. (laughs) No. Uh, Wrong. (laughs) Yes, not the Christian response. Yeah. Uh, 
So we shouldn't get mad and double down and change nothing about our actions that led the world to being in this state. Uh, Miles has this proper response and King had, Kingpin has this sinful response. Kingpin gets mad and keeps doing what he's doing. Uh, and it continues to lead to more death. And he still doesn't see the problems. And Miles changes his actions and tries decides to radically change how he lives his life so that his actions aren't part of the problem anymore. Instead, they're part of the solution, which mm. is what we should be doing. And when someone has a loved one die... Um, and is experiencing this overwhelming sense that something is wrong and things shouldn't be this way. Um, maybe don't step in and say you're right right away, but <laughs> in, uh, once they've dealt with that to the point where they can talk about it with you, you can step in and say you're right. Things shouldn't be this way. Do, we can make a difference. We can be the new man, and you don't have to feel this despair anymore. There is hope, even though things are messed up and aren't the way they are should be. We're gonna. You can be part of making them right and making them the way they are intended to be, and even better than they were intended to be, because we're not reverting back to the old man that was in the garden who failed. We're going to become new men in God, and we can bring that about, and we can change our actions so that things can be better. We don't have to be part of this problem anymore. I don't have to feel... You don't have to be responsible for this anymore. Uh, even though you've already done what you've done, there can be forgiveness. There can be eternal life. There can be a new world where this isn't something you have to experience anymore and that no one will have to experience anymore. Um, Elias, did you have anything else to add there? No. I... Yeah, no. I, I like the... I mean, I don't. Um, I like <laughs> what you're saying about um, like the... I guess the parallels, the the perpendiculars, actually, mm -hmm. maybe would probably be better. Of, the the parallels that diverge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like parallels do. Um, yeah. Of 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 Kingpin and his actions, like very directly not being the correct response. And I think mm -hmm. that that's even obvious. And like in the movie, you'll see like because he as he's like testing his weird multiversal thingy, like it's it's just messing up the city. And like yeah, it's like alternating power grids and stuff. But like. Um, there's that, uh, like pole with like all the lights yeah. on it and it gets like all messed up and somebody's like, Oh, I think it's a Banksy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, um, and it still doesn't fix the problem because later he does see his wife and child again and they're still like scared of him. Yeah. They're like backing away doing the yeah, same yeah, yeah. thing that led to their death. And he's so, like, no, 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 not again. Or like yeah. whatever he says. Yeah. yeah. So he's. Even though it's, like, clear he did not fix the actual problem here. Yeah. He didn't change his actions in a way that wouldn't lead to the exact same outcome. Let's say the multiversal extraction machine worked, the same thing would happen a year later, a decade later. It would He would push them away and not have them again. Yeah. No matter what, because he's not changing his actions. Well. If there's infinite universes, why not just pull from the universe where they're cool with him being a gangster? Because there's not infinite universes. <laughs> oh. There's an infinite spider-verse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't I don't have anything specific to add, but I just I do really like that where you can you can see like the direct impact of the Kingpin's actions on the city and the mm -hmm. world around him beyond just you know, like how he's ruining his life. Um whereas Miles Morales, like throughout the course of the movie, he's like training and getting like he's already realized what needs to be done, you know? Mm -hmm. But like there's still just like as Christians, there's still this process of sanctification this like yeah. ongoing like yeah sure he's like come to terms with being spider-man but that doesn't mean he knows how to be spider-man yeah. you might be baptized you might be a christian that doesn't know mean you know yeah how to be a christian but your whole life you will learn more and more about following christ i, I think that's important because he's not th saying i'm just as good as this other spider-man i can do this. yeah <laughs> he's saying i know what i have to do yeah and i am woefully unprepared yeah and <laughs> i think I'm you talked about that anyway right and i think you talked about that more in your yeah last go around last time was about uh being spider-man but yeah. not like being ready to be yourself yeah you know yeah uh and growing deleting and, yourself yeah and that and how that relates he's to, like i'm gonna do things my way or whatever like, he says in the new trailer <laughs>
I think that's the right quote. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he like as Christians. Short recap of last time I talked about this. We're supposed to be like Jesus. We're supposed to be Jesus to other people. That doesn't mean you are also not yourself anymore. You are supposed to die to yourself, but that doesn't mean you aren't a person who can do things differently, who can understand things differently, who reaches people differently. You are Christ. Yes, you are acting in Christ's place and becoming more like him, but that doesn't mean you are nothing else because God would have just made a a million Jesus is <laughs> just let him go. If that's what he wanted. <laughs> what a fun world that would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you seem a lot like somebody who's going to be saved later in life. I'm like, what do you mean by that? And I, <laughs> like, I don't know. I've just always felt a weird calling to my father. Fo- I mean, to God <laughs> anyways. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, I just, that theme is very present in the whole movie. And I do find that interesting that whatever you talk about, you know, it kind of all comes back. Anyways, what are you talking about? (sighs) That's a great question. I do still haven't decided. I, I need to type. Um, I need (laughs) to type everything out. No, I, um, I'm going to talk about dead space. Great game. Not for everybody, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, And I have so much stuff that I might... Give me the lowdown on Dead Space. I will, I will. I just want to let everybody know I have so much content as pertaining to Dead Space. I might talk about this next time, too. Um... Because I, I, there's definitely a lot to talk about. And I don't think I've ever done like a back-to-back adventure on something. And that just sounds nice. That, that sounds really nice. Um, so Dead Space. Um, I'm just going to give you kind of the spoilers for the whole series. Because it's one of those... It's a game series. Um, a, tri- a trilogy. I almost said a trio. Um, a trilogy of games. Um, and it's one of those games that you play. And as you play it, you're like, I have no idea what the heck is going on. And you just kind of learn the lore as you play it. Mm-hmm. But I'll just spoil everything for you right here. Um, it's a horror game. It's sci-fi-y and pretty spooky. Um, and th- there you have it. That's everything you need to know. If you don't like body horror, this isn't for you. If you don't like gore, it's not for you. Um, Is it space zombies? It's, yeah. Okay. It's space zombies. dead in space. <laughs> You got it. Um, but anyways. Guys, I did it. He did, that he did. Um, a remake of the first one uh, came out um, just this year. But the first one originally, I guess you could say, came out in 2008. Um, and it basically the whole series centers on this one engineer. His name's Isaac Clark. Um, and he has been dispatched with some, like three other people, um, to investigate why this massive spaceship called the Ishimura has gone completely radio silent for weeks. Um, and when I say massive, I mean massive ship. Um, this takes place in this like crazy dystopian future. Uh, human beings have just like killed planet Earth. Um, we've like strip mined all of its resources and poisoned all the air. We've moved on to other planets because we're like, oh, we'll just move to another planet. But we're still the same people and just as morally corrupt inside. And so we're continuing to do this to the new planets that we're moving to. And we're like, we got to figure out something. <laughs> so we have invented this whole class of ships called planet crackers um and they do just that they crack open planets we were like well if we just split a planet in half it'll be a lot easier to strip mine the sources from the inside out so that's what we do we just find a planet break it in half and start pulling resources from the inside of it and then transporting them back to the planets that we're on um and that's what we're doing it's um it's insanely lucrative for business and uh, human beings are still morally decrepit. So it's still kind of not working, but at least we have resources. So that's cool. But capitalism is, you know, just uh, the worst for humans in this world. I will specify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it goes. You have a dystopian future thing. And of course, capitalists are the enemy. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, so they get to this, uh, this, they get to this gigantic ship um, and they find out that everyone on board pretty much like, like all of, except for like three people so far, pretty much have all been turned into these monstrously mutated humans. Um, these quote unquote necromorphs. Um, they are, 
effectively zombies. They are just these mindless predators uh, created by the marker. Dun dun. It's this alien obelisk that's kind of in the shape of these twisted spirals. Um, and it emits this constant signal that is just altering the genetic and neural code of pretty much everything alive. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. And so this marker is. I've seen it. Yes. <laughs> you just saw it on the just now or. Yeah. No, I. uh I've been to space. I, I did too. Oh, you mean like the, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I the, think I got green eyes. Yeah, <laughs> got close to it. Thought that was normal. My, gen- my genetics got changed just to like something really mundane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, had, I grew a beard. I, <laughs> you know how hard that was. That was COVID. That was over COVID. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the marker it morphs and melds everything into these unspeakable nightmares. Um, very sci-fi cosmic lovecraftian type of horror um and that's that's basically it there you go that's the premise there um as to what's happening on the ship um the idea is that these necromorphs are going and they're consuming everything alive on any given planet so that this ritual can start where a gigantic being comes from space and absorbs all of this dead matter into itself um, and creates this giant moon-sized parasite thing. Um, The markers you see in the games are basically these little tracking beacons that these moons shoot out. They're called brethren moons. Um, The markers land on planets, make the people go crazy, turn them into necromorphs. Once the job's done, the moons show up. Uh, there's a bunch of them and just consume the planet. Think of like creepy zombie Galactus in a way. Um, if you're familiar with the Marvel stuffs, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just this planet eater. Um, and it just kills everything and then absorbs all this necrotic matter. And there you go. Um, this is where the name dead space comes from. The idea is that there's this large portion of space already out there in the universe that's just been consumed and is devoid of all life after being, munched on by these moons Mm -hmm. um anyways by unleashing them the marker it's trying to eliminate all life but also it's trying to completely eliminate all differences between things um these necromorphs they represent this kind of this this sickness this disease of sameness um it not only conforms its victims to the same physical existence the same purpose um but also in the end collapses all of them into the same physical being as they get absorbed by these brethren moons um there is a which i would if i if i talk about this again next week uh, i'll get a lot more into this but there's this cult called unitology um that's basically just a stand-in for scientology but again that's for next week (laughs) um but uh there's a they they have like a quote they're like all mankind brought together with one purpose with one mind and with one soul um which stands in very stark contrast um with what transformation via christ looks like um the unitologists at some point in our past um some well like our future and our like where we are at but like the past for the game um human beings we found one of these markers and we studied it and we were like oh this is the worst (laughs) actually not beneficial not beneficial at all we were like this is yes i got green eyes and a beard yeah yeah, yeah. also I don't know where my feet are anymore. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, we're going to hide this on a random planet, delete the location and get rid of all of it. But the thing is, it like confirmed the existence of alien, well, life, quote unquote. But it's this it's this marker. Like it's very it's not human, you know. So we were like, this confirms alien life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now what? Anyways, the government tries to hide all of this. Again, shoots that bad boy back off into space, and we go from there. Um, the marker is rediscovered v- via this planet cracker, and horrible nightmare stuff happens again. So, yeah. Um, but Unitology, they're like, oh, it's this government conspiracy. They're hiding this. Um, it, it's actually going to help us. It's going to help yeah. us. It's going to have all these benefits. There's this whole religion and faith, and again, cult, that <laughs> starts around it. And the whole time, they're proclaiming these things that I guess are technically true <laughs> about like, oh, 
oh, we're all going to coalesce into one being and one mind. Um, you'll be reunited with uh, the dead ones that you've lost and blah, blah, blah. But like as you play the game, you figure out that like the things that they're talking about. Yes, true. You'll be reunited with those who have died. Eh. <laughs> yeah, but it's like because you will have died and will have And you I, won't have like an individuality to know the other people that have died. Exactly. You'll be part of the big mush. Big you'll be part of the and mush. You, you won't be part of it cuz you'll just be the mush. You won't be you. You won't exist. There is only mush. There's only <laughs> mush and make more mush. Um but Heaven is not a place for mush. Um, <laughs> no mush. No mush, only bone. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was just thinking of the least mushy part of our bodies. I but, guess. Uh, anyways. Only femur. <laughs> only femur. Yeah. Strongest cast iron. No. Um, funny femur fact. Um, but yeah, heaven... God, whatever. God doesn't want us to be the, I heard this quote once and it's really stuck with me. I'm sure I've said it before on the podcast, but like uh, cookie cutter Christians, we're not, God doesn't have like a holy cookie cutter and he's like, boom, there's a perfect gingerbread man. Boom, there's a perfect gingerbread man. He makes all of us perfect gingerbread men, but like also completely and totally unique. 100% different in uh, well, I should say 100% different, but like he makes us all different and distinct from one another while still being united in our one purpose of, you know, worshiping him eternally. Um, it's heaven itself is this place where us as distinct individuals um, with all of our differences and so on are brought together to not become the same exact soul, but we are united by the same Holy Spirit. Um, I think that, and anyone who knows me personally, I love Revelation. Um, and in the book of Revelation, uh, we are given this vision that talks about how this heavenly community is made from people of every nation, tribe, people, and language, um, all worshiping as one, um, all speaking as if with one tongue, not because we are the same physical mush um, or even have the same like soul, if you will, within us, but because we all have this direct connection to Christ and to God and we are able to really, like, through the spirit, worship all on that same note. We're all in that same resonance. Um, and this is what Jesus foresaw when he gave the Great Commission to quote unquote, like make disciples of all nations. Um, even Isaiah way back in the old Testament prophesies that foreigners and eunuchs, um, would be welcomed into the Lord's house. And then of course, Paul meets the Ethiopian eunuch. Is that Paul? Is that, wait, is that Paul? I think it was Peter. I'm not even going to lie. I get Paul and Peter mixed up far too often, but you saying Peter, I think it might be Peter. Oh, it is. Pe no, it's not. Cause I was thinking, I was thinking of the whole, like he, uh, Peter, into him? Peter is it's the Philip. rock. It's Philip. Is it Philip? A big fit. I never would have even, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't. Forgot Philip existed. I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Philip. Um, but yes, the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, yeah, he fulfills this vision as one of the very first Gentile converts. He went back to Ethiopia. Mm hmm. And it's been Christian almost ever since. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. It, yeah, they had a... They, At least that's what they say. That is what they say. In reality, they kind of dropped off for a little bit and then picked it back up. Well... So by, good for them. By the time Western Christians were sending missionaries there... They, they were like, guys, were we've, we're, we've got it figured out. Yeah. I mean, we literally have the Ark of the Covenant. No, you can't see it. <laughs> Can we prove it? Maybe. Will we? No. No. Um, um, I have the C.S. Lewis quote about what you were saying. Oh, please hit me with it. Uh, C.S. Lewis has some great thoughts on these members things. Members in the body of Christ, like organs in a human body, have com complementary functions, structure, and even dignity, whereas secular collective – in the secular collective of members, all members are interchangeable. Um so that's what yep. it means to be part of a body versus being a member. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, like in, in the body of Christ, I'm the appendix. <laughs> I, 
I think I have a use. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> well, what uh, what were these guys called? Necromorphs. Uni- unitology. Oh, 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 say, gotcha. Sorry. Uh, all mankind brought together with one purpose, with one mind, yeah. and one soul. Um, <coughs> no, not really. <laughs> Just to point out the differences, though, we will not have all one mind. Mm-hmm. We will have different minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will think differently. Yeah. That's a glorious thing. Yeah. Because we are like members of a body, not members of a collective. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will not all have one soul, though we will be united in the spirit. We will be interacting with the Holy Spirit, not be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, yes. And then, yeah, we will, in some ways, we will have the same purpose, just like every part of your body has the same purpose of, of keeping you alive keeping you alive <laughs> letting you function and do things in the world uh, but your heart does not have the same purpose as your kidney and neither does your brain or your <laughs> your spleen your spleen or uh what were you saying appendix oh yeah, yeah. i was i was like i was like dude you can list <laughs> they all have different purposes that contribute to yeah. one greater purpose yeah even just but, the different cells in your body do yeah. different things like you are such a hyper specialized being yes every part of you is incredibly specialized yeah um and that's what god wants you to see about yourself is that you are not interchangeable with other people like c.s lewis was saying Mm -hmm. you are not all the same you're not a cookie cutter (laughs) you are very different yes you have the same goal and purpose in some senses but you have very different ways of fulfilling that purpose and contributing to it and you have your own thoughts and that's beautiful and amazing and that's what god intended again if god intended you to be like everyone else he would just make the same person every time and even in the garden we see two different beings not just adam and another guy named adam yeah (laughs) adam and eve not adam Adam and and steve (laughs) (laughs) that is one of my favorite political protest signs of all time i <laughs> anyway we're getting <laughs> just back to this. throw that out the, there <laughs> so like they the, it's kind of like a buddhist or hindu is ish yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of idea of like oh you're just like a drop that's going from the sky to the ocean yeah and for the time while you're falling you are your individual self but by the time you're reconnected with everyone else you are nothing and isn't that great no, absolutely not. I don't know why you think that's a good thing. <laughs> and everything that yeah. you think is true about yourself is an illusion. And the the self itself is an illusion and all these things. It makes no sense and it doesn't inspire hope in anyone. I don't know why anyone believes it or thinks it's worth believing even if they don't like it. I don't, I don't know. But that's what it's – that kind of idea is just – to me, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's what we're trying to signify. Like, we are not going to join into the mush. We're not going to be a drop in the ocean that has no indiv- individuality or distinction from the rest of the drops in the ocean. We will be us. Uh, and yet we will have a purpose and a goal and the communion with the same spirit with each other. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> no, finish it off. I'm no, just, okay. Yeah, no. What are we talking about? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, basically that uh, God does not want to, in any sense, literally assimilate us into himself. Mostly, well, I shouldn't say mostly, I mean entirely. He is his own self-sustaining being, mm-hmm. and he is allowing us to be a part of that, not by merging all of humanity into one being uh, to quote unquote make us whole as one unitology mantra puts it um, <laughs> he does not obliterate our individuality yeah. um, instead God wants to make us as you put it <laughs> uh, or not put it but as, as you were saying but like God wants to make us these distinguished parts of our body and they're all grafted um, along with other parts of these bodies um, we're, we're <laughs> This is kind of be kind of a gruesome image, but we're, we're kind of like a Frankenstein creature, like in a sense where it's just like you. I mean, this is how I have always thought about it. Okay. But like God, Jesus said it better when he said you're grafted into the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like instead of Frankenstein. Well, no, no, no. It's just this idea of like you are your own separate individual and, you know, you're 
you know, the right arm and I'm the left arm and there's a torso and there's a, you know, and it's just like, and you know, there's who, cause Frankenstein is cobbled from a thousand different dead people, but and animals and, and, and yeah, I always forget that, but yes, and animals. Um, but in all of those things being put together in having a whole body be made from all of these different people who i mean i guess are no longer using him he he then is like made alive um i am kind of a sad little emo boy and so that's what's good for my brain and helps me to think about it but i know you don't want to think about that don't yeah the bible's just said you're part of one body yeah not i stitched you together from different body parts and made myself out of you and some weird thing that elias (laughs) look i just (laughs) in my brain it makes sense i didn't say that it's like the best thing since sliced bread for my theology i just (laughs) it just makes sense in my brain anyways yeah i'm talking about a horror game what do you want from me (laughs) um but anyways uh but yeah it's just like all of these different parts of us like you said they're all grafted onto the same branch of christianity um of god of his spirit of his son um through this fellowship where all of our unique identities were preserved and here's the important part just like grafting us onto this branch we are purified in that Mm -hmm. um we are made holy and righteous by then becoming like basically cut out of our family tree our earthly family tree and being put onto this divine olive branch if you will um but yeah looking back on these passages like about being one in christ i know god sees and loves all of us um because of our own uniqueness we are made by God for all of these different purposes and will be a diverse community. We will be perfected um, because God is seeking out um, this plurality, if you will. Like even in looking at the Old Testament, um, you can see traces of God setting up all these things for <clears throat> his eventual um I don't even know how to put this for his eventual salvation of the Gentiles. Um, because like, even in the old Testament, there's like, it, it's difficult, but like, it's possible to become part of the Jewish community. And he's just like, he's not saying like, Oh, you, in order to be saved, you have to be Jewish. He's saying in order to be saved, you have to do all of these, you know, various things that just so happen that only the Jewish are doing. Um, because they just won't share their God with anyone. Mm-hmm. And, God's like, hey, I could be like the Lord of all nations. And the Israelites are like, yeah, we're going to kill everybody. <laughs> Subjugate the mass. Yeah. And was, God's like, uh. No, I, I, I think I got it. I, You know what? I'm going to go away I for a, a couple. a lot of thought into this. I, right. I'm going to go away for like a thousand years. <laughs> and then I'm going to put myself here to show you how it's done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, point is, that's that's what I wanted to talk about is just that like in this game, there is like it, it's it, to me, it's like such a like mirror darkly experience mm-hmm. of like this is what God actually depicts. And then this is like the exact opposite of yeah. just like like. You know, you've said before, sometimes, you know, whenever you're giving your presentation, you've said before, like, oh, it's like this, but like Jesus is better. Yeah. And it's like, this is the exact opposite parallel where it's like, here's what the game presents. And here's like their version of this, like, again, like very Lovecrafty and horror kind of thing. Um, and it's like, well, this- I wanted to comment on that quote you have uh, that the unitology people say you're going to make us whole in yeah. one being. It's so odd to say I will be made whole by being like obliterated into yeah a unidentifiable nothingness. Well, I mean, even part of the mass, right? But I mean, even what you were saying, like we literally uh, not we as Christians, but like <laughs> as human beings, like you said, like in these ideas of like Buddhism and Nirvana and stuff, like yeah. There are people who believe that and who yeah. like find that and and you know they find comfort in that. Well, I think. There is a part of it that does seem almost true in that, like, oh, we all are united in yes. one thing. Yes. There is no more division. Yes. Or hostile division, I guess. And uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we're all united in Christ and we all, and no one will be mad at anyone or anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that nice? And you'll be free. You'll never from... have to pay for a phone bill again. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> there is that idea in Christianity, but there is the balancing that is just not there in these other ideologies. Yeah. Where it kind of depends on you not actually understanding what's going on. Right. For you to be like, I'll be so free and joyful and peaceful when I'm nothing. No, you won't be a thing. Like, yeah. you won't feel good. It's like, <laughs> yeah. genuinely, the way that I see this, like, it's you almost... You have to believe it wrongly to yes. think it's good. Well, <sighs> but that's how the devil works so yeah. often, is just like, oh, let me just... Because the devil... What's he? He's not going to win anybody over with facts and logic. So like it's yeah, it's, it's falling it's, it's falling to truths. perverting what is true. But like you saying that like this, you know, be you won't feel peace in nothingness. But even that, like you know, there are people who like are just atheists and they're just like, I can't wait for this black void to take me so I can be at rest and finally be at you peace. You won't be at rest because like, you won't exist, according to you. Yeah, I'm just like, I want to shake you and explain, but I don't know how the to sweet, explain. It's not a sweet release of death if there is no nothing to release, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like implicitly we all believe that we must exist outside of our physical bodies yeah because even after death because we can't even comprehend describing it in a sense that wouldn't include that you know yeah there is no peace there is no rest there is no you and then they're like well wouldn't that be nice no because you couldn't think it was nice because you wouldn't exist exactly and but and again just going back to this idea of like approaching nirvana and like being like a part of that Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's this like endless bliss and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but there's no individuality. You're not part of this multi-consciousness. Yeah. There even, just is. Even if there is consciousness in that, which is unclear, like, like there is, who knows? Is there a giant conscious one now or is it just nothing? You know? Like, well, I can't check. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be right back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's just, it's, I don't know, coming from this Christian mindset doesn't quite compute. Um, but either way, <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about is just the, how I found this really, like, as this, as I'm, as I'm playing this game, I'm just, I, I really got to thinking because, you know, again, there's this very clear, uh, Scientology riff. And so it just got my brain thinking so about it in a more the religious heroes sense. heroes of this game, like, very dim- devoted to individuality and the the goodness of just having a self and stuff like that so (laughs) so actually um that's something i was planning on talking about more well you can give us a teaser but yeah i can just i just want to say so as as you're playing this game you play like i said before as as our good boy isaac um isaac is awesome um Isaac is named after Isaac Asimov, I believe. Um, But Isaac Clark, um, he is, yeah, very, very quick rundown. Um, His mother was suckered into the whole unitology thing. And so he's very like disillusioned by it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, he is very much this person who's like, I'm going to do everything in my power to try and shut all of this down. Um, unitology is a big lie and it's not here to actually help anyone. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you're playing as him and thus you're the protagonist. But I think that he displays a lot of Christian ideals of just like genuinely like wanting to help others. And he never explicitly comes out as pro Christian or anything like that. Um, <laughs> or Christian equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like he lives his life in a way that. I think is very in line with a lot of Christian ideals. Um, and just like, like I said, just very genuinely, like he, he, even to the point where like you're, as I'm playing the game, like he doesn't even like really like it's a rated M game and he doesn't really like cuss all that often, oh, yeah. you know, like it's just like, which is kind of show all the body horror stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> other, and other characters be all like, what the bleep it blop dolphin noise is that? And, <laughs> and like, you know, and he's just like, you know, like very obviously terrified of these situations that he's finding himself in. But like, still, like I said, just very, very unshakable kind of faith guy um, where he just seems to be, 
rocking it with the best of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that he's like devoted to this like sense of self or anything. He's devoted to stopping what he knows is evil and trying to make right what should be in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I was just, as I was saying that, I was like, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he just, like I said, he just, it, it's, it's one of those things where like everyone around him, like I'm saying, the whole point of these markers is that like, it makes people like just start killing each other. And then there's all this dead tissue on the ground and it starts like turning into these zombies. Mm. Um, and so like very naturally being around that thing just, makes everyone like yeah this is the way things should be of course we should start killing each other mindlessly yeah. and isaac is just like completely unshaken he's like no 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 like as you play the game you know he's going crazy but like even with that like you're like he's no he's a good man and he knows this is wrong and it must be stopped mm-hmm. and also he really wants to get off that ship <laughs> <laughs> so his nightmare will be over and he can maybe spend time with his wife so there you go yeah spend time with your wife <laughs> yeah go spend time with your wives guys yeah all right yeah thanks for being here yeah i told you how to contact us but if you forgot <laughs> elias will tell you that. then in that case text me and i'll shoot you a link uh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh that would be an amazing plug here's my phone number yeah if you want to talk to me text me i'll tell you how to talk to me yeah text me and i'll maybe get back to you tomorrow i i'm sorry uh, <laughs> no um if you want to get in touch with us um please feel free to we've got a website where you can leave pretty much any comment you want um, at ocvepod.com. You can also email us at ocvepod at gmail.com or you can get in contact with us um, on Facebook or Twitter at ocvepod. Um, Either way, whatever you want to do, may the power, may the spirit of Christ compel you, I guess. I don't know. And just do do your thing. Rock out. Anyways, have a great week and um, I love you. Bye. Mwah. (laughs) Bye.